0: Hello and welcome to CardsCast, a football podcast all about Woking Football Club. Through this podcast you'll hear roundtable discussions, match previews and reviews, interviews as well as us sharing our favourite memories of players, matches and seasons from the past. My name is Glenn Harrington and I'm joined as ever by Jacob Greenwood to talk all about the latest goings on at the club. Before we get into it, remember to like, share and subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Acast or wherever you get your podcasts from. And I'm delighted to say we're also joined today by working director Drew Volpe. I'm sure if you're listening to this, then much like John Katz, Drew Drew needs little in the way of introduction. But over the course of this episode, we're going to get to know him a little better, find out his thoughts on all the key goings on at the club since he arrived two and a half years ago, uh, and also put to him some of your questions that you've been sending in via social media. So Drew, firstly, welcome to the podcast. Um, Thank you so much is in a week in which we've seen a star striker and perhaps even more importantly the manager pen contract extensions followed by a hard fought Tuesday night win and most importantly your first appearance on this podcast where does this week rank for you from your time at Woking so far?
1: For me um, you know getting Darren re-signed is it, it shows to you know the supporters and to anybody else that we're in this for the long haul, you know, whether it's, you know, getting Greg Cox back on the the payroll and, or Darren, I mean, we're not going anywhere. And I think that a lot of people thought that we were going to be a fly by night type of operation. And I like to tell your 10 million fans that you guys were just giving me a hard time. I have been dealing with the NHS all day because I have some brash but uh so my voice is a little bit weird but uh no it's uh darren is everything that we wanted and to extend them it shows that you know i mean we want all the players to buy in um in terms of you know what we're trying to do and i mean i you know, there's there's been a lot of times when you know it's is this guy gonna be here for a couple of years or is he gonna be here for one year and then get out and you know try to cash out? John and I are here for the long term. Darren is now here for the long term, you know, signing like Greg Cox, long term. Um it's just a showing people that we care to me is very important because th- these are important people and darren is i mean he's kind of the i mean he's the captain of the
0: ship you know Hundred percent.
2: and uh, i i guess actually um it's, it's exciting times at the moment and it's uh i guess it's been a couple of years now since you since you joined the club you have to remind me of when it was but uh kind of going back uh a little bit further to i guess mm. then and, and yourself as well uh for anyone that's not kind of familiar with with yourself what is kind of your uh journey into this position and, and into this club uh kind of your background and how you got into sports because i know that's a big thing uh yeah. in.
1: jacob you and i talked about that yesterday but um i mean i i'd always been an athlete uh you know for my entire life then as i told you when i finished I I can never tell if it's a university or college, but um, I went to Southern Methodist University in Dallas, Texas to play football. I quit immediately because I realized I wanted to be, you know, have a college experience and actually get an education. Um, But my family is involved in minor league baseball. Um, We own the uh, Seattle Mariners, Baltimore Royals, um, and Oakland A's single A teams, but I, I never worked for any of them. I chose to go and start cold calling people at uh, the Frisco Rough Riders, which is the Texas Rangers AA affiliate. Uh and so I mean, working in sport, sports is to me it's you know it's it's life to me. I mean, I I'm a diehard fan, but I also you know there's reasons to. Figure out how you can, you know, become an owner and make things better than they are. Which I, I think that at Woking, it was run as a, um, I wouldn't call it a family business, but it was, it was run as a town business where there wasn't an expectation of being great. But to John and I, John comes from my league baseball too. Um, we knew that we could take it to the next level if we could apply what we know to what we're doing and i mean so far obviously it's worked i've realized i can change overnight but
0: you know it is what it is And can you just tell us a little bit more about your sort of career before work what kind of led you to this yeah, point yeah
1: it's it's actually funny because i got into minor league baseball and I was doing that stuff. And then I there's no money there. There's no money in minor league baseball. So I left to go sell payroll systems for a company called Paychex. It's a big $30 billion company in the States. And I wanted to make the money so that I could kind of do what I wanted to do. Um and so that's how John approached me at the 2019 baseball winner meetings about looking at two teams. One was Woking. One was based up, and based on what we knew uh, and what we found out, it was a no brainer to woking. And like I, I can't. I mean, I could. I'm obviously staying in a double tree for the twenty first straight night, but yeah. no, it's uh, walking has been everything that I thought it would be. Um, I mean, it's so much closer to, you know, Heathrow and everything. That it was a no-brainer for us to to look into the community, the ownership, and I mean, I'm glad we made the decision we did because, you know, it's been unbelievable.
2: There seems to be quite a lot of uh, kind of Americans involved in in well uk sport but especially the national league obviously i'm
1: I'm, I'm sure you guys love john henry and uh the glasner all (laughs) that
2: it's great it's growing all the time and i think even when you see the movement going to tender at the bids there is always american bids that are lined up there obviously the premier league is is very hot but obviously the the national the national league is as well and i guess um i know that you were uh wrexham uh last week uh, kind of with with their American owners as well obviously mm-hmm. when when you decided to get involved it was i think it was before all of that kind of stuff happened so um kind of how how did you kind of stumble upon the national league was it kind of john bringing you the the two teams and then you kind of looked it, it from there or was it always an ambition to take someone from kind of this step uh upwards
1: it was a hundred percent so john's origin was he worked for my dad and this was back when he was my age, which was a long time ago. Uh <laughs> nothing as John, but no, uh and he's had an unbelievably successful career in minor league baseball. Uh but he came to me and I mean I, I was 10 years old when I first met John, 12. We, we never actually know the number, but uh we talked and he said, which because he knows I was a big football fan, soccer as we called it, but uh and so I said, Yeah. I mean, I'd love to. Let's look into this because, you know, if if you can find and exploit some sort of statistical anomaly, uh, I mean, you can turn things around. And the thing that happened was, well, COVID happened. And so we got a good price on the team. And uh, from there, it's been about building best team that we can uh it's been incredibly hard it's been cr- i was talking to john last night and it's not what we signed up for but now we're 100 in i mean it's just every single person i've met in woking has been fantastic uh you know obviously you have the cards for people that would like be dead but you was know,
0: I think I think uh I think you're actually incredibly popular. Certainly by the standards of that forum, I think well, you're one of the most popular hey, people to ever be discussed on there. As
1: long as long as you guys think so, that's all I, that I care about. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's
1: been uh, no going from John and I in the exploration process of buying a team and to where we are now. It's I'm proud, but I'm not going to be happy until we're in the football league. I've said that a million times, but I mean, that, that's our goal. Period. I mean, I, I hate, I, I don't know if I've said it enough, but I hate losing. I mean, as a career athlete, I mean, I hate losing. And did I think it would happen this fast? No. But I'm not shocked. I mean, it's, you know, the the support is there uh the moves that we've made have been fantastic uh so i mean that uh, is you guys having fun
0: <laughs> absolutely i mean it's, we're it's, here, it's, it's, uh, hard, it's,
1: it's hard to not have fun right now right
0: i mean it's one of the reasons that we have this podcast we're here every month talking yeah. about it. um and it's uh it's been nice to be i think we we said didn't we when we recorded the last episode jacob that i think we spoke for an hour, hour and a half, whatever it was, and we're like, we've been very positive. It's so nice to be able to be so positive and have nothing to complain about. And I'm not just yeah. saying this because you're on the podcast with us, but um, the the changes off the pitch and now the changes on the pitch that have caught up with that over the last 12 months, right. um, it feels like everything is <clears throat> moving in the right direction.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, it's uh, all John and I want to do and darren i mean i can't say enough about darren because the second when we were interviewing the hardest decision i ever made in my life was parting with Dows. and obviously you guys know the fall from that uh but darren when we interviewed him i knew from the second he started talking i was like this is the guy he he was Well, if you've met him, and I I was telling Jacob yesterday, I was like, I can get an interview with Darren, but Darren hates interviews. But (laughs) he doesn't. Uh, He's got a hard gold. He's a tireless worker, uh, and he brings up the best in everyone. You you see, when the guys leave the pitch, you know, like after yesterday, uh, they're all hugging him. And the fans go insane when he goes over and does the whole you know arm thing but i mean it's a uh, the arm that i should probably know what that is right <laughs> no it's a uh, no D- darren has been nothing but fantastic and we're so happy to have him back on uh but he's brought an attitude of you know it's a tough guy attitude and it's, that's not just adding you know a cuthbert you know, Wilkinson, you know, the the big tough guys. Because every single person on this team is bought in. Every single person on this team is bought in. From new signees to, you know, guys that we've had now for a year, uh, they know that they can play with anyone. And I think we saw that with Wrexham. uh, But obviously the, the goal is to see that, at Wembley, probably against wrestling again, but who knows?
2: How competitive was that process where you you know you're talking about it was a clear choice for for Darren? But, but as fans, we don't really understand what goes on. We're not privy to that for obvious reasons. But was it a really popular position that a lot of a lot of managers were throwing their hats in the ring? I don't know if that surprised you. Maybe you thought, wow, there's a lot of people, or, or maybe there wasn't. And obviously, came uh... out anyway
1: if you had asked me before the process, I would say, why would anyone apply for this? But it was, there were a ton of people applying uh, a lot of people that, I mean, I'm not going to, I obviously can't tell you guys details, but uh, no, there were a ton of people that applied and there was a lot of very good candidates who taken other jobs, but no, to me, it was Darren, me coming from a american football background like he's he's a tough guy and that's kind of what we wanted we wanted someone who wasn't going to take any nonsense and he's i mean you can't really you know complain about what he's done
0: um just reflecting i guess on it was we're coming up to a a year with with darren in charge um and you've yep. spoken a lot already about the kind of the impact that that he's made. But you um, made an interesting point about the sort of the the recruitment side as well, the players buying in. Um, just curious, I guess, whether that was uh, the the change in tact with recruitment, the the looking for. Um, players with lots more EFL experience, uh, the longer term contracts, um, a notable change in tact from what we as fans are used to. Is that something that kind of Darren has driven, or is that something that was very much a kind of collaboration? Um, what's, what's, be- what's behind the change of approach?
1: So that that's a great question. And to me, I mean, and I-, I think John would probably agree, but we, we're not the experts in recruitment. That's Darren's job. And I think that if you look at, you know, a Crawley town where you have the managers or the owner sitting down in the manager's box of at Adam, I mean, it's,
0: you're not going to be doing that. We're
1: we're, we're, we're trying to build the car and then give Darren the keys. And it's, it, this is Darren's team. I mean, it's not, well, it's all of our team, but it's, it's Darren's job, you know, to figure out what's best. And if, if I said no, he would probably say okay. But that's not who I am. That's not who John is. They do, you know, or Darren does of Ian Marlin. Um, they just do. They do such a good job of recruiting, and there's a lot of players in the league that want to play for Darren. And so it's. Uh, I mean, obviously, if we're. I mean, we're not. We don't have the budget of Wrexham, Notts County, Chesterfield, a lot of other things, but uh, I mean, I think that given our budget, we've done a damn good job. And it's, uh, but as I said, part of the reason why John, Darren, and I work so well together is that Darren knows it's this is his recruitment, it's his players, and he has a knack for finding guys who are winners and that to me is the most important part because you know he I mean he knows what he's doing and to be honest aside from playing FIFA in the, the states I mean I, I don't know talent I you know I know Premier League talent but there's no way I could I, I couldn't find a James Daly if you gave me a hundred hours you know it's it's just a there's people that, you know, whether they fall through the cracks or whether they're undervalued, Darren is amazing at finding that.
0: That it certainly it's something we've talked about on the podcast before, um, that, you know, if you go back through years of working past and all the time that we've been fans, there's a... Reputation or a, a, an <clears throat> acceptance, I guess, that, um, that I think the fan base is still getting its head round that. Oh, we don't really rise to the big occasion. All oh, we we don't we don't really hold on to the the big results. We we, we probably will will kind of fall over at the last hurdle. It, it's it, yeah. it, It's it's just something that's in the sort of makeup of the club, and I think people are still getting to grips with the fact that that's changing and has changed so quickly.
1: God, well, that's a great point because the thing is that if you instill winning attitude, I'd add a club, you know, and that to me, I mean, I just, I just told you guys, I hate losing. Uh, Darren hates losing and he's a, he's a winner. Uh, And John and I are winners and it's about finding the right people to fill the right roles to, you know, get ourselves in position to win every match. And to me it's too, because when I watch, I mean, it's nice now having the streaming service, but I used to just watch the the ESPN scrolls, you know, zero zero, one zero, whatever. But it's uh, I used to expect us to lose every game before Darren came on, and now it's I expect to win because it's just a, it's a changing culture that you can't really put your finger on, but you know the people behind it, and it's I mean, it's to me, it's magical. I mean, it's, this has been such a fun season uh, and I don't see us slowing down. You guys were both nodding without talking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, no, ag- well, agreeing. I think we, we we all hope that's not the case, certainly. Uh, it's quite interesting. We're kind of, I think, around the halfway point. I know that, uh, John, and, and obviously this would be something that you were privy to as well, You know, there was this kind of three-year plan when you came in. Last year was the first, the first season of that. The first year full time. This year, the year was playoffs. Everyone thought that was a little bit crazy, but you know, here we are in a great position. The third year was kind of really having a a go at, um, you know, uh, going up. You know, we might do that um, earlier than predicted. How do you kind of see that plan going? And I think one of the things you know related to that question, the whole thing about three years goes back to what you said at the start of the, the podcast: is people think we're kind of fly by night or or short-termism, I guess a lot of people are thinking, well, you do the three years, and then is it after the three years you go, well, you know, that was it, and then you you fly off. Obviously, it's not that because you said at the top it isn't, but um, I guess there's that perception maybe that you put three years on it and then everyone's like, it's a set time period, I guess.
1: Yeah, that's a very good question. And now, I mean, the three-year goal, I mean, obviously we've gotten here sooner than we thought we would. No, John and I aren't going anywhere. I mean, it's and Darren's not going anywhere. Uh, We're trying to send as many of our players for as long as possible, because we want people that buy in to the vision that uh, John, Darren and I have, because we don't want to be the next, you know, club where someone comes in, they're supposed to be the savior. And then they, they screw it up because it's, I mean, it would be pointless to get involved. I mean, we could do whatever we want. I mean, I I, I truly believe this club could be big. And I mean, I'm not planning on leaving unless you guys, if you guys chase me out, maybe I will. But it's, uh, (laughs) no, it's, uh, no, we're on board for the long term. If after, you know, after next year, after this year, next year, if we don't get promoted. Uh I would say we've done a good job. Let's reorganize and you know, we're we're gonna keep moving. I, I was talking to Bromley's owner, who's a was a great guy, and he had a four year plan where they were building a I think it was a five hundred person academy. Uh but he had a vision of how they're gonna get up and he, he was talking to to me and Graham Beverage, who's on the board with me, and he said, you guys have done a lot better job than we have. And whether we have or if we haven't, I mean, the numbers figure themselves. I mean, Bromley's not going to get promoted. But uh, it's one of those things where you kind of take it day by day. But I think, I mean, personally, we're in a better spot than almost any team in the league. You know, other than Ryan Reynolds, my best friend Ryan Reynolds, uh and not Scouting. I mean I I don't know, we'll see. I mean I you know, it's too early to talk, but I think that we will be getting promoted within, you know, the next two years. And I, I'm going to do everything in my power. Obviously, we're not going to break the bank and uh, do something dumb. But, I mean, we have the guys. We have the budget. I mean, there's no reason why we can't do it. And I, I'd be curious in your eyes take it. I mean, what, what can we do better?
0: <laughs> hey, this is our interview. <laughs>
1: hey, I'm coming at you. <laughs>
2: The league dictates a lot of it, I think, as well. And what, yeah, in the last few years, you've seen a lot of it. So Stockport uh, last year, Grimsby last year, and obviously then Notts County and Rex have missed out. So, two incredibly strong teams stay down. They dominate yeah. the league this year, yada, yada, yada. But there could be a position, you know, from next season onwards where if them two go up and no one of, you know, great note comes down or teams that are not financially viable kind of come down and struggle like, Alderman and, and Scunthorpe have both done, then you know, yeah that kind of does open things up a, a, a bit. Otherwise, you know, you're always kind of playing a, a losing game with a two up, two down system. It's it's so hard to get out of the
1: league. Well, also, um, Jacob, you and tricky. I talk about but I think it's gonna be interesting what happens with uh whether they announce it's gonna be three up, three down, because that obviously would be huge for us, but I mean it there's going to be more and more investment coming into lower level clubs because it's become the cool thing to do. And, uh, you know, I mean, we're not going to compete with not County and Rexall, period. I mean, it's, it's unfair to, you know, say that we could, you know, sign the same. We don't need Ben Tozer throwing the ball for a million dollars a year. You know, we got Josh Casey, we got, you know guys who actually are buying into what they're doing not they're not uh pay to play you know rent, rent a rent a player type of thing uh but i mean at the end of the day it's a it's a it's a crock shoot and until it's i mean it should be a th- three up three down because it's it's just not fair to you know clubs that are running a proper budget um but you know i mean i'm not I hope i get in trouble for saying that but
0: <laughs> that's how i feel it's fine i don't think any national league representatives listen to this podcast i think uh,
1: I, I i bet shaheed is <laughs> no it's uh i don't know i mean it's been a it's been eye-opening getting involved and it's been harder than i thought but we have such a good fan base and we have, you know, everything in the world is on our on our side. What we need to do is get more fans in the seats. We need more, you know, public engagement on the local level. And, I mean, there's no reason why Wilkin can't be, a, you know, I'd say juggernaut. But I'll say it, juggernaut.
0: Um, what are the you, you mentioned kind of um, more fans in the ground, things like that. Um, yeah. There's there's been several questions um, that have come in around what the plans are with the ground, if any. Um, obviously, that it all kind of reached a, a bit of a stop just before you guys came in. So, um, yeah. anything you can say around kind of ambitions there?
1: Are you talking about expanding the ground?
0: Yeah, a, a renovation anything ground related. Well,
1: yeah, no, I, I, I can't talk about that unfortunately. Um, well, yeah, no. Well, I, you're probably talking about when they put that insane rendering of a stadium that was never going to be built.
0: Not necessarily specifically that. Um, I think you know that that's in the past. Um, but I think uh there's there's just curiosity i guess in the fan base as to whether there are plans to 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 make any changes um to not not even necessarily expand just 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 to
1: i would say from our point of view what we're focusing on is i mean a lot of the stuff is obviously very old so getting that fixed up but i mean if we go up to efl yeah there would be significant changes we yeah. haven't decided what it'd be but i mean it's
0: it'd be required yeah and i guess that you know not not obviously a like-for-like situation because sutton had a entire pitch that they needed yeah. to yeah. but sometimes things <laughs> like, come along faster than you're expecting
1: no i think uh david langham who's our groundskeeper i mean
0: he our pitch is in such gorgeous
1: shape but uh in terms of seating i mean you've obviously seen what rexman's doing there it's that's not going to be a 30 thousand person stadium uh it's not going to be like that but i don't know it's there, there's a there's so many legal things that we need to keep an eye out for in terms of what we can do what we can't do so it's i mean i'd love to talk to you about it but it's something i can't do I mean,
0: Fine. Well, hopefully, people will appreciate that I've asked the question. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. Mm-hmm.
1: I can't wait to go on the card sport tonight and see. Oh, uh, here's the. He didn't answer it. Yeah. No. So, well, I mean, it's, I mean, it's semantics. And, no, I can't.
2: It's it's been a bit. It's been a big thing for for years, really. As you say, that most of the stadium is 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 so old that it's not really changed massively. Yeah. And there's, there's been false dawns and stuff like that. And I guess um, probably actually the good example is Bromley, where they their stadium is is very very different to ours. But they put the three or four G pitch down, whatever you call it. They built stuff around it. Obviously, that was their thing: is they built the infrastructure and tried to get the team and the money to go up. They've kind of yeah. fought in that progress, as we said. I think one of the things that Dowse always used to say was, I think I think this was his view that you should actually probably get the team into the Football League and then build the infrastructure around it. So I guess there's kind of two ways to come at things like that. And, um, you know, you're in a much better position, I guess, if you do go up and then build stuff. It's similar to something as you say, Glenn, where they've, their ground is unrecognizable now. Um, yeah, no, It's it, kind of temporary.
1: It was interesting talking to Bromley's owner because, I mean, he sold his company for a lot of money. I don't have that type of money, but he he uh, he's putting in a ton of money into a, the academy, um, the stadium, and he's done a great job and he was a great guy. But uh th- there's certain things that, you know, with the EFL, it happens in minor league baseball, too. We're dealing it with one of our teams, but uh, I mean, everything from women's bathrooms to, you know, seats, I mean, it, it's it's impossible to know exactly what you need. And obviously we would want uh, a new stand. I'm not sure where we put it because I wouldn't want to take away the, the carry, but uh, no, it's something to start thinking about. And at our board meeting we had this past Monday, you know, we started discussing, the EFL is coming to inspect and see, cause uh, I mean, there's a chance uh but there's nothing that we can do immediately because that'd be working with the borough and working with you know sponsors we have and it's a uh, it's an inexact science uh you know trying to build out a stadium
0: and in terms of um attracting more people to the ground obviously we can see um a lot of the things that have been implemented over the last two years, um what what else is is on the horizon or potentially being talked about?
1: So to me, I mean, because I my background was in I mean lovely when I was twenty one, it was selling tickets. Uh, the thing that's always been interesting to me is that you can't really harvest a database of ticket owners. Because I, I can't remember the D something, but
0: uh,
1: yeah, yeah. So I mean, we can't just like if someone buys the ticket, we can capture the data, but we can't like have someone calling on them to say, "Do you want to come back to a game?" Uh, and obviously, with the the streaming services, it's I don't know if we'll see the impact of that on tickets until. Probably happen through next year, but I mean, like for me, when I'm in Dallas, it's great because I can watch every game, and I can have friends over, and yeah, you know, we all we all watch. But we need to find a way to, you know, generate a buzz in Woking, um, because I mean, we're in third, we're making a push for the playoffs, uh, but it's hard to do. It's way hard. That That's why when I was talking about how John and I were like, this is harder than we thought. So, I mean, I don't know what the, and that's why I would love to talk to, you know, you guys or, you know, any supporters uh, on Wellstone Saturday, we'll do a free ticket for the season ticket over, but it's a, uh, it's hard. It's a hard egg to crack because we don't really know how to generate that. And I mean, you'd think that just locally people would be like, oh, woking, like if we're all of a sudden good, but uh, no, that's something that we need to, I mean, we need to work on and because, you know, the, the diehards, they show up whether we're bad or good. Um, at times it's gotten better, but it, it needs to be significantly better. Uh, just, I think it's unfair to the, you know the community to not be loud and proud out there i mean it's this is a really fun time to be working down
0: yeah that, i guess you know you asked us the question earlier you know what what would you guys like to see to yeah your and to, to your, your, and your point you're you're asking the wrong people because we are in that group that will come regardless uh um,
1: no, that, that's what uh we've set up a the, the cards trust is going to do a 10 person group to kind of give us feedback about, because, I mean, it, it's hard. Uh, you know, there's things that in a, in the States you could do very easily in terms of marketing or, but you can't do them here. I mean, like we, we can't send out like a mass email blast saying, you know, tickets for X amount of dollars for one day because that's, you know, you can't because it's, do the, whatever the, email, yeah. <laughs> regulations. But yeah, I mean it's a, it's tough. And so I mean at anybody that hears this, cards board, anybody, feel free to reach out because I mean I, you know, I would love any help we can get. You no, know, we're we're in this, and I I mean this from the bottom of my heart. We're in this for the community, and. You know, anybody that can bring a winning team to the community, I'd love to, you know, pick your brain. Is there a
2: brain. Is there kind of other things, thinking of, obviously, as you said, your expertise from American sport, and, and this kind of crosses over to what we're talking about now, where, you know, there's things you think have worked really well since you've come in that you've implemented that have got crowds mm-hmm. up or they've worked particularly well. There's been a lot of improvements off the pitch. And is there other stuff that you think, obviously, you're talking about, well, unless we get rid of all the email regulations and do that can't really do it but even stuff like streaming might you know create more, Sh- the- Sh- make Sh- it more Jacob,
1: you need to go over to the government and get that overturned.
2: Right? <laughs> i'll send them an email and i'll see what we okay, can do but yeah i guess there's yeah. stuff that, there is stuff i mean the match day experience when you go to american sports is so much different to over here so i guess mm-hmm. you probably see stuff over there and think well if we brought this over to the uk this might actually a attract more people and be, you know, make them regulars. I don't know if there's any things that jump out that you've already done that have worked or that you think are kind of in the pipeline that you think could could be um be used in the future.
1: So we've had as dumb ideas as having a mascot, which is going to be an alien, which I thought was funny because it's, you know, woking partial, you know, War of the Worlds. Obviously a terrible idea, which you know, it never worked. Uh no, I mean the the similarities between sports in the u.s and sports here is i mean dedication to community um which i mean that 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 doesn't drive ticket sales but you know it's something that we care deeply about um that's the thing i mean it's kind of like i'm a sales guy by trade you know i and it's it's really tough to find a ways to you know generate to me in the states you know you go to every school you go to every school every church every you know men's women's group and you would try to sell them group tickets group tickets is what drives uh ticket sales in the states and that's not it doesn't work here why it doesn't work i'm not sure uh It's something that we need to look into because, you know, you can't rely on people walking up and buying a ticket at the gate. I mean, I, Jacob, I know you're a season ticket holder, but uh, we need to be better, you know, reaching out to whoever, you know, some random person who's a football fan who, you know, if they're a Chelsea season ticket holder, maybe Chelsea's out of town, you know, sell sell them a smaller game plan is like a five-game plan say so if chelsea's on the road if they're in manchester you're not gonna go up there so you know a five-game plan where you can come and see Booking. if you want your football fixed.
2: yeah i think we see i think we it was it over the World Cup? I think there were certain initiatives kind of from yeah, Premier League and, and Championship kind of yeah. supporters. I know that there's... there's a, and you're right, those kind of things, um, they do work. And I think one of the things you're probably a little bit uh, stuck between at the moment is this every year, the price of tickets in the National League is going up and up and up. Um, and I guess that's one of the problems is you can't just cut ticket prices because it's a business. But at the same time, it's kind of, I guess, being aware of saying, well, it's £20, £22. And, you know, do... I guess your point is that if you buy multiple tickets, you then probably get a discount over the short yeah. term. And then it makes it, it makes it more affordable maybe because that's probably one of the big challenges right now that is um, probably playing into that frustration that you're, well, you're seeing.
1: Uh, you're hundred percent right. And obviously with inflation and stuff and, you know, everything that's gone on in the last couple of years, you know, it's, uh, I don't want to raise ticket prices to our fans, but, you know, at some level, you know the Premier League has priced themselves out of a lot of casual fans because they have to because they're paying you know the highest salaries in the history of the league uh, no it's a it's a hard it's a hard balance to to pick between do you want to piss people off or do you want to you know keep them as fans? It's just, I mean, that, that's whether you work in a grocery store or you work at a sports team, you know, what where do you draw the line? And it's, it's an emotional de- decision, it's a, uh, you know, but it's also a business decision. And I don't know, I, I'd rather have people in the stands you know, spend their money with Woking than with you know, someone else and dealing with you know, more expensive
0: prices. Well, we're uh, kind of loosely on the topic. Got asked a question through social media about the challenges that you've experienced so far, and you've referenced some of them throughout this this recording. Um, you know, the impact of the pandemic, um, Douse's departure, um, right down to you know some of the the decisions that we're looking to make off the pitch at the moment, even when things on the pitch are going so well. Um, And just just curious as to what you have found most difficult in your time with us so far.
1: Well, I think it's... uh, Looking back on it, the first time I came over was right in the heart of the pandemic. Uh, Our two matches were cancelled, and that's when I knew that... I was like, this is going to be a longer slog than I thought. Uh, We didn't have fans for... A year and a half. Uh but you know navigating the I'm trying to I don't want to piss anybody off of what I said but no navigating the the COVID you know relief dealing with COVID in terms of players getting fans back in, all that I mean it was a nightmare. It was an absolute nightmare. Uh and I, I was telling Jacob yesterday that you need to watch Gate Money, the documentary. I think it's on Amazon Prime and it's on YouTube in the States. But I mean, there are fees in the league. And I, I'll probably get in trouble for that. But it, it's true. I mean, it is unbelievable what happened in terms of how the money was allocated. Um, but John and I knew that we could, we could weather that. And then, you know, I mean, it was not easy. I, I'll tell you, there was a lot of sleepless nights. There was a lot of, uh, time when we were wondering what our future would be. But no, we, I've got a strong business partner and John and I mean, we knew we'd make it out, it's, but it's, it's honestly unbelievable what happened. And so I, you know, to anybody on the cards board, anybody that's listening, I would watch that because there's someone from a club who's on the nationally board, not too far from here. Who everyone knows who he is. Yeah, we
0: yeah. don't we don't speak very highly of him on this podcast. That's fine.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not gonna. You guys, you guys are laughing. I know you guys. You guys know who it is no it's it's i don't know but uh, anytime there's a ton of free money there's going to be bad actors and i mean it's not i wasn't in a position of power to you know go after him but
0: and then i guess coming out of the other side of that you know fans back start of the prop sort of official start of the three-year plan everything started so brightly last season and then you know fans start to get frustrated things aren't going quite how you envisage. Yeah, no, i well, have been
1: <laughs> I, I, I can tell you because i mean first off i mean obviously owner but uh i mean we didn't want a match from thanksgiving until mid february and to me i, I mean i i think this is like the 10th time i've said it i hate losing <laughs> uh, and so i i knew I, we needed to make a move and so I did. I've realized that I probably pissed off a lot of people. But if you look at where we are now, where we were then, I mean, I'm perfectly happy to piss people off if we're going to get the best result. I mean, I, I work for the fans. So I don't work for, you know, the former board. So it was, it was, a, no, it was a no-brainer in my, in my eyes.
2: I think, as, as Glenn mentioned at the, at the start of the pod, I think it's it, next week. I think is a year since obviously that decision was made, uh, and you must be being more positive now. Talking about the tough stuff, but you must be delighted, and it must make things like you know the victories now and seeing everything, either connection between the, as you say, Darren and the fans, the players and the fans, everything around the club is there's much more momentum. There's a lot more positive. Yeah. It, it must make it much sweeter for you now. Kind of yeah, the, no, the job's not done, but it, it's it's better, right?
1: Jobs are obviously. Not even close to done, but uh you no, know, everyone has been even back then, I mean, everyone's been great. And I, you know, I haven't had a bad interaction with the with the working fan. But if you see the energy now, you know, from you know, there's guys that used to, you know, give me the an eye saying you're the outsider, you don't know what you're doing. I mean, I knew what I was doing the entire time. Uh but now that they they'll come up and you know say thank you, I mean it means literally the world to me. Uh, because I mean we the culture has changed. Period. I mean it's it's I mean it's night and day. Do you guys have seen it? I mean it's 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 not even close to uh you know how it was a year ago.
0: I should say and I, I, and
1: the, 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 Go ahead
0: that's right finish what you're gonna say
1: oh i was gonna say i the thing is that i want to take no credit because the credit goes to, to darren he's i mean anybody can hire a manager but a manager that can step in know what he's doing and you know completely change how people think about the club i mean it's it's been nothing i mean it's a miracle i mean he's You know, he called me the elephant man yesterday with my swing on my face, but other than that, he's uh no, he's he's exceeded every expectation I could ever have for
0: him. Well, at the risk of boosting your ego, um, I should say that all of the comments and questions that we had sent in the vast majority of them were preluded by please say thank you for finding darren please say thank you for all the work him and john are doing it's that people are ecstatic with how things are going
1: well i mean i I I hope you know you guys are a surrogate of you know our fan base and i mean i hope that you guys are happy i I, i always tell our you know our followers when i see them at the ground i mean i i want to be accessible and you know, everyone's been so thankful, and it means, like, there were some dark, dark nights when, you know, we didn't know what we were doing in terms of, you know, at, after COVID and then, again, with Dow's, but I think we did something right, and that's a 100% on it's, – it's not me. It's, you know, John, number one. I mean, he's been a good friend for a long time, and he's been a, a – fantastic business partner and then darren obviously is yeah you know, he's been fantastic
2: i think as uh as, as glenn mentioned we did we did ask the social media world if they wanted to ask some questions and as you say, there was a really good response oh, yeah and, and apparently post-
1: i'm, supposed, I'm just supposed to fight tyson <laughs> period
2: that is that is one of the questions uh that we got i mean it's a got stupid idea it. To uh to ask Twitter anything ever, because uh, you're never gonna get. <laughs>
1: hey, hey, ask me, ask me anything.
2: <laughs> I think we can, uh, we can certainly write. There's certainly some of the questions uh, have kind of been answered in in other parts, so we we won't necessarily go back through those. But one of the things it's obviously kind of been the crowning glory this week is, is kind of contract extensions. And um, yep. but they're obviously on the agenda. You're looking at next season and beyond already. We're not expecting you to give us names because that would be ridiculous. But uh, are there other discussions going on at the moment? And is there other news that will follow in the coming weeks and months?
1: Uh, there always are. And that that's another thing that I would never step on Darren's toes. And
0: I couldn't tell you guys.
1: But I think everyone will be happy.
0: Good to hear. Um, we have another one, and uh, I, I think we put this to John as well um, when we spoke to him a little while ago. Um, and I think, Jacob, you said it's it's like choosing your favorite child, so you're never going to do this, but someone asked who your I favorite player was.
1: I <laughs> mean, I can't go wrong. Well, no. I, I'm going to say all of them, obviously. <laughs> Correct uh, answer. No, yeah. Well, no, I, I, I want to give a shout out to Josh Casey for his two hundred appearance. Um, guys got fire in them. Favorite player? Out, I don't know. I mean, I, I and I mean that when I say they're all my favorite player because you won't find a guy in our squad that hasn't bought in who isn't you know a stand-up individual. And a big thing to us is you know they can't be a you know a bad person deep down, you know, or you know, getting trouble off the field because me as I, I said coming from American football, I mean it's it's nonstop people getting arrested, people doing bad stuff. Uh we have high character guys and we wouldn't have someone on the team if they weren't high character. Period. I mean Darren would probably murder them if uh it were so
0: Let's just say they'd be released rather than killed.
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you, you can edit that. <laughs> no, no. He, he's a. Uh, I mean, that's one of the, the best parts about Darren is that, it's high character guys, and I. Yeah, I, I'm so proud of every single one of them. Like it, it honestly, I'm not going to cry on on tape, but it's a. Uh, no, they, they make me so proud, you know, Podge, you know, Kellerman. Tuffy, uh, Saul coming back and stepping up. Lofthouse is becoming a leader at a young age daily. I mean, I'm, well, I'm going to name every single girl. I was going to say, but keep going you'll get to all of them. No, I, I've never been more proud of a group. They're, they're amazing.
0: Um, slightly more challenging question, perhaps. Um yep. favorite favorite moment of the season so far. Or favorite game, favorite favorite goal, I don't mind.
1: My favorite moment um was Reese scoring the PK against Wrexham and punching him in the face and saying, <laughs> We're 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 ready to go with you guys. That was and Reese had a great celebration after it and it
0: was It was funny, but uh, I think it was. No, I mean, I was just going to say, I think it was particularly life affirming after I think both Wrexham games to see how much their fans were like, keep woking away from us. We don't want to see them again.
1: Wrexham is, uh, I apparently on their fan board, they're like, we do not want to play woking. And I I mean, Wrexham doesn't scare me. I mean, they, they can have their TV show, they can have whatever they want, but I think we're a better team period. About the bottom. I mean, are they going to have, you know, toes are throwing the ball for a million dollars a year. And that's, you know, that's fine. But, you know, th- th- there's no quit in anybody on our team.
2: No. And that's, uh, that's football for you as well. That sport. It's a, it's a level up yeah. and uh, yeah, it's uh it's good to be competing with them and, and being so close as well. It's just, uh, it's just funny with uh, the ownership groups. Uh, coming from the same kind of part of the world well,
1: you you, <laughs> you you guys were supposed to talk about how i was the big american celebrity that you're interviewing <laughs> uh
2: yeah no we think well we think um disney or whoever runs the documentary should follow woken if we go up instead of wrexham that should be yeah.
0: so that's on the line yeah, that be series, just get rid of them, Swap them <laughs> well, I, you,
1: you guys have the same brand as me i'm i talked to john about it, so we could probably have someone else you know carry a but Darren would kill me if, you know, if he
0: had to be on TV all the time. <laughs> yeah, if he doesn't like doing five minute interviews, he won't like fronting it. Yeah, well, I mean, serious.
1: <laughs> you guys can tell when you see him on Instagram or Twitter or, you know, wherever. Darren's <laughs> not a big, uh, big fan of interviews. <laughs>
2: uh earlier we were talking about uh kind of it's been a, it's been a year obviously since the kind of darker days where we hadn't won in a while and, and all of that kind of stuff and what a difference a year makes where's your kind of gut feeling where if we had this chat on the kind of late february next year where we'll be by then
1: that's hard that's you you weren't lying when you said it's a tough question uh <laughs> can i not answer it?
0: Is that <laughs> I, it feels like a bit of a cop out
1: <laughs> yeah well i mean i mean i i truly believe that if you give us one game in wembley we would knock up Brexit.
0: we have never lost at wembley i'm not sure if that's been mentioned to you in your history of the club
1: <laughs> i no I, I i didn't know that but no, I'm not gonna promise anything. I'm not gonna because it's unfair to fans to promise something because I mean you know, we've moved along really fast and uh I just think that with Darren and with the squad we have in a one game playoff, we'd be hard to beat. You guys might disagree, but I, I honestly don't see a team that could Knox County would be tough, but uh, Braxton doesn't scare me.
0: I think that's the thing that, you know, and we've talked about it throughout, really, is it's the it's the team spirit, togetherness, you know, the quality of the team as well is, uh, is undoubtedly there, but it's the it, th- those, those things that I mentioned that we used to struggle with, the big match occasions, that sort of yeah. thing, the opposite seems to now be true, and we seem to thrive on the big matches, the big opponents, the big crowds.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how well you guys – if you guys have met Darren, or
0: but he's does not
1: – he lives for the spotlight. I mean, he, at Yeovil, he was the same way. I mean, it's – obviously, Braxton is a great team, but they've shown chinks in their armor. And after seeing the guys in the locker room after the wrestling game, they're not scared. They're not scared of that team one bit. You know, in, in a new location, they're not going to get the, you know, the Paul Mullen, Ollie Palmer, you know, penalty kicks every single time they get in the box. They did it against us. I mean, it's it, it was it's unbelievable. But, no, I think that, I don't know, I think we can do it. Do you guys think we can? Yeah, I genuinely
0: do. I don't know if i saying that
2: yeah the real the real benefit is even if you look at the last couple of weeks as an example, the real concern for me would be if you if we were you know lose to Chesterfield, lose to Wrexham, we're not in those games, but we're beating teams mid-table and below, and we're up there. The, I think the feeling would be well, if we get to the playoffs, we'll probably just lose to one of these better teams. but that's not how it's been. We've gone toe to toe with them, and and we've we've been so competitive that you think if it came down to a one off game, you know we would more than fancy our chances. Which all right, is all right, exciting. Jacob. Qu-
1: Jacob, question for you. Can I can I do this as the guest in the podcast? <laughs> Depends
2: Perfect what the question right. is.
1: <laughs> who do you, who do you think would beat us? Uh, I, I,
2: the the issue with the, the national league is that literally anyone on their day can beat anyone, which is a, a massive problem. But um, I I, I think. I would want Knox County to win the league. I don't want them in the playoffs. I think they're much more efficient than Wrexham. Okay, the buzz around Wrexham is that will put them off. And I think I think we've yeah. you know we've shown that we can get at them. Um, and uh, and I think Darren's kind of got their number a little bit from uh from he the past. So you know that would I'm not I saying think, I, yeah, I think them. I'm right in
0: saying that his Yeovil team were the only team to win there last season, and obviously they're the only team to take a point there this season. Yeah. They they don't yeah. like Darren Sale. So. <laughs>
1: wrexham is terrified Daren uh no I mean I, I don't know let's have fun let's have the last a uh, fun yeah you know, I think that's the most
0: important thing isn't it with you know yeah. what what a world uh, that we could have scarcely imagined a year or two ago that we'd be sitting here going who do we want to play in the playoffs who you know which yeah. who, who, do, who do we think we can beat best and most efficiently it's uh well, well, how far we've come
1: well, that's a great point it's it's a you know obviously it's always you strive to be better but people need to like enjoy the fact that we're where we are because yeah. this has been a you know magical season uh i mean it's you know it's it's insane to be honest i mean that we are where we are but i kind of feeling that we'd be Darren always said if we were in the top 10 in December start thinking about the playoff and then all of a sudden December we ended up being up to third and it was like okay well I mean this is insane but then all we've done is open up the gap yeah uh, and I obviously you know we could very well miss the playoffs you know who knows I mean it's a you know it's a long journey but i don't know i mean i i'm having fun i hope you guys are Absolutely. i think this
2: season as well are kind of you know the, the thing that always came back to bite us every single season no matter how we were playing was we always lost to all shot we just didn't beat them you know the record yeah, got ridiculous you, you, and and we got yeah. that to bid now so we can literally beat anyone it's fine <laughs> um now we've managed to bury that curse there's yeah. no issues
1: <laughs> yeah no i mean it's uh uh, I, i'm looking forward to getting over for the derbies because that looked like it was so much fun
0: might not have one next year <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you
1: said
0: it
1: not you said it or not me
0: i'll take it i'll take it <laughs> um right just before we finish um i i have to ask these questions because i think some of your friends from ask back home might have, yeah. uh, might have found our tweet promoting this podcast. So I've got three yeah. questions which I have to ask. Okay. Number one, who would fit, who would win in a fight between you and Tyson Fury?
1: I would rather take on uh, Jake Paul before his uh, Tommy Fury fight this this weekend. No, uh, I was I, w- I was a boxer. Uh, I, I would take me. <laughs>
0: number two have you ever been to cowboy chicken in dallas i believe i believe it's a restaurant but i don't know for sure
1: oh yeah uh, yeah of course yeah is that it, like it, your it,
0: version of like kfc yeah, it, like <laughs> it, it,
1: no it shut down like 10 years ago but i can in my brain i already know who asked that question
0: <laughs> uh and question three I, I don't know if you know a, a woman called maddie if she's uh it's my girlfriend okay that makes sense because she asked if you're single
1: nope (laughs) sorry sorry yeah sorry ladies (laughs)
0: um and just finally um is there any message um serious question is there any message you'd like to give to to waking fans and the people listening to this podcast
1: i would just say the support has been fantastic and you know if we lose a game Uh, you know, keep your hopes up. I mean, Darren said it yesterday when we got down. He went over to the the team and said, we're going to score again before halftime. And we need to have that atmosphere as a a town saying, we're not going to give up, ever. And, I mean, this is going to be a fine couple months. I'll tell you that. I mean, it's, uh, you know, who knows what's going to happen, but. I want everyone in Woking to be a part of it because, I mean, this is going to be, you know, it's, it's, it's grind time. It's time to, you know, start winning and, you know, prove everybody wrong about who we are and what we're supposed to be. Uh, I couldn't be happier with how it's gone so far, but, you know, I mean, that changes overnight.
0: As I told you guys. But Drew, thank you so much for
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. And you know, I'd love to be on anytime you guys want me.
0: Well, we'll uh, we'll have to check in with you next year when we're flying high in the AFL. Hey. I'm ready to go. (laughs) Wonderful. Um, Thank you, Drew, again. And thank you everyone for listening. We will see you soon.
1: Thank you guys.